welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, church. This is week number six of Signs, Wonders and Miracles. It's been an amazing uh, first five weeks. This morning, we're privileged to have Pastor Mike, who was the senior leader here before Lee and I took over for 27 years. So Mike, this morning and myself, we're going to chat about healing. We're going to lean into a couple of weeks of healing, talk about his perspective, his journey that he is on. So why don't we welcome Mike? It's going to be an amazing morning. Hey, thanks, Mike, for joining us. It's great to be able to chat with you. Yeah, great to be here. And hello, Echo Church. From welcome. sunny Townsville. Yeah. Welcome from far north Queensland. So good. Where so good. Are, where we are very relaxed. Julie and I, um, we are five months into a home renovation. We've been living in a granny flat and we've been cooking out of a garage. But we will be moving in a couple of weeks, but we're having a great time up here. Very relaxed, I guess, as relaxed as you can be in a building project. But um, great to be with you this morning. And, so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thanks. So um, earlier we were talking about um, just health and healing, signs, wonders and miracles. And you shared that you yourself um, personally are on a health and healing journey. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, look, um, Justin, I've been on a journey for some time. I've got this, I've got this radical thought, well, thought, radical heart conviction that I do believe that God's heart is for every single one of his family, every one of his new creation family, that's us, that his heart is for all of us to be healthy. And not only that, that he wants us to be able to take health into the world. So it is, it's a radical journey. It's a radical concept that God's plan is health for everybody. But for me, the challenge for me, though, is, and this is a journey that I'm on, the challenge for me is this is what I believe, but up to this point, I haven't seen what I have believed. Yes, I've seen healing. Yes, I've seen miracles, but I haven't seen the all that I can see in the Bible. And um, th this is the challenge that I'm, that this is the challenge that I'm experiencing. I want to see more and I'm pressing in. So good. So you absolutely believe that it is God's heart and desire and his will that the human race is healthy. Yes, I, I, I totally believe that. Um, am I seeing it? No, I'm not seeing it, but this is the belief that I've got. It is based on the fact that God's plan has always been for his family to be healthy. When he created his first family, when he created the human race, he said that everything was good. Mm. There was no sickness. God never intended his people to be sick. We can see this in God's first creation. We know, we know at the end of the day, at the time of the second coming of Christ, when we will be living forever with, with the Lord, um, there will be no sickness there. Sickness is definitely not God's plan. But when Adam fell, um, evil made its entrance into the world. And with evil came sickness. So in this present time that we, that we are living in between the first creation and the eternal ages, we are being oppressed with sickness. There is an enemy that is afflicting us with sickness, but God has revealed himself to us in this present time as 
I am the Lord, your healer. Mm. Now, now we can see God's healing hand. We, we know the way that God has created us that our bodies can fight off so much sickness. You know, you get a cold, you know, that in a few days your body would have fought it off. We also know that God has gifted um, doctors and physicians and medicine. So we do know that, that we can get healed through medicine. This is all God's hand. But there's another type of healing. And this is what I want to focus on with this, this um, interview today. And that is the miraculous healing that comes from God. Mm. So good. Well, the big question then is, what do we have to do? What is the key for us as believers? What do we need to do to experience health and wholeness? What's the key? I really feel that the Bible does make it incredibly clear that faith is the key issue. You know, Jesus said, uh, let it be done to you according mm. to your faith, according to your faith. Now, there's a very interesting um, story in the Bible. It's found in, in Mark and other places, other Gospels, where uh, there was a paralytic and his four friends um, sort of opened up the roof and let the paralytic down. And there's a very interesting statement made. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, there's something potent about faith. Mm. You know, Jesus saw the faith of the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. And he said, your faith has made you well. He saw the faith of the centurion with his, with his very, very sick uh, servant. And he saw the centurion's faith. Um, Jesus, Jesus sees faith. He saw the faith of the Canaanite woman whose, whose daughter was so sick. He saw faith and he responded to faith. To me, there is no doubt at all that the key for miraculous healings is faith. And as James says so clearly, the prayer of Faith will heal the sick. So faith is the key. I don't know about you, but I've heard lots of opinions about faith, what faith is, people's perspectives, people's opinions, they're based on their past experience, and they've said, yes, I have faith, yes, I have faith. But, but I think we've got to look at like the Bible um, from a biblical perspective, from a God perspective. So can you just share a little bit about that, like biblical faith? that results in healing and health. Okay, this is where things get very challenging uh, because, well, the best definition of faith, I think, in the Bible is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to read this to you and just add a couple of other little versions to it. But Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is, so this is a definition, Bible faith. Faith is the substance mm. or the confidence or the reality, or the assurance of what we hope for, it's the evidence of things we cannot see. It's having confidence in something that we can't see. It's, it's, it's actually knowing that there is substance there even when we can't see anything. In fact, the Amplified Bible adds this to it, and this is what I really want to focus on. The Amplified Bible says, faith comprehends as fact, what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith experiences as fact what the senses can't see. In other words, your, your senses might see, you know, um, terrible lungs, broken arm, broken neck, cancer, tuberculosis, everything wrong. Your senses all, all see that, but, but faith perceives as fact. 
mm. a promise of healing. So, fa so faith is more potent than what our senses tell us, which is just a radical concept. And I guess to explain it, the best example in the Bible is, is Abraham. Now, here we have Abraham, 100 years old. His senses are telling him there is no way known you will see God's promise happening. God's wow. promise that you'll be the father of many nations, but, but realistically, every sense is saying impossible. It's not going to happen. But Abraham's faith, which is given to us as an example, as the great faith hero, Abraham's faith did not waver, but he believed the promise of God over what his body was telling him. So good. So, so summing up, Jesus sort of talks about it as, as we need to believe before we see. Faith believes something before we can actually see it. In fact, he says to Thomas, he says, Thomas, okay, you, you believe because you saw, but how much more blessed are those people who believe before they see? Mm. This is the radical nature of faith. We've got to believe something before we see it while the natural person needs to see it before they believe it. Oh, all of my symptoms are gone. Therefore, I must be healed. While faith says, I might be full of symptoms, but God's word says I'm healed. Therefore, I'm, I'm healed. So, so good. symptoms are destined to go. Okay, so there's, there's no doubt that lots of believers, lots of people fall into the category of, I'll believe it when I see it. So what do we need to do uh, to step into the space, step into the, the faith, the belief system that would be, I believe, even when I don't see it? Yep. Okay. This is, the, this is, again, very, very challenging. And what I can do is I can share my own journey. As I've said, I'm on a, a journey myself. I haven't attained, but I'm pressing on to see this happen. So this is... I guess you could say there's a level of, of experimentation, but I am very much um, sticking to what God's word says. But for me, there are three keys. These are the three keys that I feel are appropriate uh, to get into this type of faith. The first key is that we need to be 100% convinced that it is God's plan, that God is, that God is willing, that God is able for all of us to live in divine health. We have got to be 100% convinced because we know in the Bible, James tells us that if we are double-minded, if we're uncertain, then we will not receive. We've got to have, we've got to be 100% convinced. Um, that, that is the first thing. The second um, key that I think is, it's one thing to be convinced in our mind. Mm. One thing to have information that we believe but we also need to have that information in our heart. We need to be, it needs to become part of us because there are many people who believe certain things, but when the crunch comes, the belief just doesn't seem to have any effect in their lives. Mm. And I can just give you a classic example of this um, from the Bible. It's, 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 it's young David and his brothers. You know, Israel knew God had given them the promises. God had spoken to Israel that they would defeat all of their enemies. They knew that the promise was there. But when Goliath came, David's brothers and all of Israel, they might have thought, oh, yeah, God has said this, but they were overcome with faith. They were, sorry, they were overcome with fear. There was no faith at all. 
but David was different. And to me, this is an incredible picture of, of what this type of faith is all about. David, when he saw the giant, he wasn't fearful. He was excited. Mm. He saw an enemy that was so much stronger. His senses would have said, you are going to get smashed. But his heart, he knew. He knew. His faith said, I've got God on my side. I've got God's promises. And he just laughed as he ran towards that giant and he completely destroyed him. So good. That's what I'm talking about. It's got to be, it's got to become part of us. That's the second thing. And the third thing is I believe that we need to protect our faith. We've got to, we've got to protect it. We've got to nurture it and we've got to, we've got to, we've got to protect it. Those are the, those are my three points. Okay. Now let's look at your first point just then, which was around the fact that we need to become hundred percent convinced that it is God's heart, his will, and his plan for all of us to become healthy. Okay. To answer that one. And again, what a radical concept that that is God's plan when we do see so much sickness and disease everywhere. For me to be convinced, and I, I've thought about this for so long, for me to be convinced that it's God's plan, the only way that I can have 100% certainty, the only way is for God to tell me himself. Ooh. He has got to let me know that this is his plan. And God has told me. He's told me because he has, he has shown me scriptures from the Bible that it is God's plan. You've got to remember that that God's that the Bible is God's living word. It's a supernatural book. The Bible is as potent as Jesus sitting in front of you talking to you. It mm. is it is God's word. Now, in God's word, as I said earlier, we know that when God first created, when God established His family, you know, God's eternal plan was for a family who will live with Him forever. That's us. We will live with God's God forever. And when God first created His family. He created us healthy. He did not want a sick family. Who wants a sick family? We yeah. want our families to be healthy. And we know that that for, for the eternal ages, there'll be no sickness. So we already know that. But we can see that in this period of time, when we are being bomb, bombarded with, with, with sickness and disease and all of these things, um, God has revealed his desire to heal us. Wow. I said earlier, he is the Lord, our healer. And there's some very interesting, and I'm just going to have to go over this real quick because there's so much in the Bible. So we are looking at the minute tip of the iceberg. Yeah. But look, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, there are some incredible examples. Look at the Passover lamb situation. Israel had to apply the blood and had to eat the flesh. And when they, when they did that, they were saved. And the incredible thing is, I, I don't know whether you've considered this, that the Bible tells us in Psalms that of that nation, there was not a single feeble one amongst them. God was wow. able to keep his entire family, the nation of Israel, strong and healthy. And you've got to remember, these, this was a group of people who were being abused as slaves. They would have been broken, physically worn down, and yet there was none feeble amongst the whole lot when he brought them out. That, that just shows what God is capable of doing. He can keep a whole nation healthy. Mm. If, you look at, um, if you look at the situation when Israel sinned against God and, you know, they were dying and all of that, there's that incredible story in, in the book of Numbers about how um, 
Moses had to put the, the serpent up on, up on the pole. And when Israel looked at the serpent, they were both forgiven and they were both healed. Every one of them who yeah. looked towards the serpent of the pole was forgiven and healed. Now, it, it is interesting that, that Jesus said that just as Moses lifted up the serpent, so he would be, be, be lifted up. And going back to the Passover lamb, Paul calls Jesus our Passover lamb. Yeah, we, we can see in the Old Testament that God is able to heal heal whole nations. It wow! Um, you look at Isaiah chapter fifty three, and you know that is a whole study in itself. But but let me tell you, in Isaiah fifty three, which is a prophetic picture of the Messiah who would come, in that chapter it talks about how the Messiah, who is Jesus, would bear our sin and would bear our sickness upon the cross yeah. so we can see in the old testament that which is the old covenant which is not as good as the covenant that we're under these incredible instances where god can can heal whole nations and in wow. fact david um makes that wonderful declaration um you know forget not don't forget god's benefits who forgives all of our sins and heals all of our sicknesses wow so in the old testament there is a very valid case to say that god is both willing and able to heal all okay that's old covenant new new covenant of course jesus jesus arrives on the scene jesus only does what his father wants him to do um if you want to know what god the father is like have a look at the life of jesus if you want to know what god's will was have a look at what jesus did wow. and in acts chapter 10 verse 38 it says that jesus went around he was anointed by the holy spirit and healed all who were sick and and oppressed of the devil jesus healed all it's the big all he healed all now what we need to be aware of is you know we can say yes but that was back then jesus is the same yesterday today and forever wow yeah jesus, wherever jesus went he healed but when jesus was was crucified and he bore our sin and our sickness that was his way of providing health and healing for all of god all of his family after he had ascended into heaven the promises are there they are yes and amen in christ okay so in your second point you talked about head knowledge and heart knowledge heart assurance so what do we need to do to grow from just having the information up in our head to having the revelation in our heart that it is his will heart and plan for him to heal and for us to be healthy okay for me this now is the biggest challenge this is the big thing this is the link i believe to propel us into miraculous healing it is huge because it is very easy to be able to go around and, you know, say, you know, by his stripes, I'm healed and to have this head knowledge, but it just hasn't grabbed us. It's literally, I believe it's got to supernaturally grab us. It's we've got to be, well, I gave the example of David, such an example. He, he's just, he was so enthusiastic. He just, he was oozing confidence. He knew that there was no way known that he was going to be overcome. Even though the odds are against him, it's to get that massive confidence, I believe is pretty much it needs to be a supernatural divine invention from God 
into our lives. And I just want to show you a very interesting scripture here, which, which I want to read out. I think this is very key. So let me put on my $2 reading glasses. I'm going to read it. Radio. This is the cursing of the fig tree. Now listen to this. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. This is, this is really talking about the faith that we need. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So this, this passage is absolutely nailing the type of faith that gives us miracle faith. But the point that I want to mention here is that very, the first four words, it says here, have faith in God. But what I have found, if you look at the literal translation, if you look at the way the Greek puts it in word form, instead of having have faith in God, it can also be translated, and it is translated this way in the Greek, have faith of God or have faith from God. Have faith of God or have faith from God. Mm. In other words, if you're in a situation, and all of us have been there, I'm sure, where we need an absolute miracle, there is an impossible situation, and we, we look at it, it's very hard for us to reach that place where we are absolutely convinced, totally convinced, that that person, blind from birth, that when we put our hands on them are going to be healed. For us to get there, it is a real stretch for us to lift our faith. What I'm saying is there are situations when we need help. We need supernatural intervention. We need God to impart this faith to us. I believe that when David went out, he went, he had faith from God. God just touched him and he rose up in faith. I think that is a very interesting, to me, this is the major key that we have got to have God's help. Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. It's not us perfecting it. Jesus perfects it. And so my, so when it comes to answering your question on how we can get there, my go-to verse, my key verse, which I'm going to read out to you now, is, um, is John chapter 15 seven and eight here we go now listen to this this to me is the key i could spend hours on this but this is just the the headline Love it. through jesus says if you abide in me hmm. to me that speaks of presence that to me that speaks of just being with god just resting in his presence being with him if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. In other words, you will get what you pray for. By the, and then it goes, by this, my father is glorified. He wants this to happen, that yeah. you bear much fruit, so you will be with my disciples. If I had to answer in one sentence how to get the type of faith to get miracles, that is my go-to verse. I would say that this is what I, what I know. This is my strategic plan by spending time in Jesus's presence, so much in the presence of God, the Father, Holy Spirit, that he, that I'm just, I'm, I'm no longer operating out of 
what my senses say. I'm being consumed yeah. by God's presence and letting his word absolutely permeate me. So instead of sickness saying, I'm destroying you, a stronger voice says, yes, but by Jesus stripes, I am healed and I'm far more confident in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a divine encounter. Yeah. Divine encounter. No amount of confessing or, or whatever, you know, wishful thinking, you know, mm. it can a certain level, but if we need miracle faith, we need help. And yeah. that's where I think presence comes in. So really good. So just bouncing off that, I mean, the link between presence and word and time with Jesus and living a life of miracles, we yep. see that in the life of Jesus, him yep. going to pray and being with the Father and then modelling it on when he was, you know, during the day. We see it with every healing revivalist in history. There's never been anyone that operates on a high level that didn't spend time with Jesus. Yeah, totally. Because I believe that the high level, if you, if you like to use that terminology, the type yeah. of faith that Jesus sees, um, which is the type of faith which absolutely is convinced that God's word is going to happen, that type of faith, I, I don't know how possible it is if we do not spend time with the author of the book. Mm. So we've got to be, you know, we, we've just got to, if we get to believe in impossible promises from somebody who we love, and we never see them year after year after year. We're going to forget them. We've, it's just all about spending time in God's presence and letting God's word coming in. That's why I'm saying we've got to be 100% convinced. So good. Yeah. And it's interesting too, Justin, that when, um, when yeah, God gave Israel an amazing promise, they would inherit the promised land. That was the promise. But he also said to them before the thing started, he said, I want you to meditate on my word day and night. Then you will make your way prosperous. There is something that we, we just cannot avoid this. It's, it's the <laughs> way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So head knowledge, heart assurance, growing in faith, God helping us, the faith coming from God. Um, Spending time with Jesus and in his word actually helps that. It's the only way that's going to happen. So we need to protect our faith. We need to protect it growing. So what do you mean by that? What do you, how would you encourage us to actually go on that journey to protect the faith and to see it grow? Okay. Um, to explain this, I just want to give one biblical example, which just says a lot. Um, in fact, you probably need to read the whole book of Joshua just to really check this out. But God gave Israel a promise. He said, I am giving you the promise that I'm taking you from captivity and I'm taking you to the promised land. And the fact is, that's God's plan for all of us. He, he's taking us from to and it's always going to be on an uphill climb. It's always good news. Mm. But, so they so God spoke directly. He gave them a direct promise. But as you look at the book of Joshua, you will notice that it didn't happen to them immediately. They had to walk in faith for a period of time. It didn't happen immediately. Yes, God promised. And because it didn't happen immediately, didn't it didn't mean that they weren't going to get it. Wow. But their faith was tested. And when faith gets tested, there is the danger that it can give up or fizzle out. 
And so it's interesting that um, before they actually embarked on their, 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 their crossing over, God said to them, he said, listen, you guys, this is the promise, but you need to meditate on my word day and night. You need to keep your faith nurtured. Just, just keep the fire going. And what they found out was that they needed to because of the, the time delay. Mm. One of the things that I have noticed in my own life and in other people's lives, often we give up on faith if things take too long. We think, oh, it's not going to happen, and we give up. But if you do a study of the great faith heroes in the Bible, they all went through massively long time delays. God gave them a promise. Did it happen immediately? No way. Joseph had a promise to be a great leader. He became a great leader, but it was many, many years later. David, as a young guy, anointed as the next king. He had to wait decades before that happened. You know, Joshua, leading the people, 40 years in the wilderness. The faith heroes, their faith kept going. They overcame delay. Wow. And that is huge. We, we need to hold fast the confession of our faith because he who promised is faithful. So we, yeah. we need to protect our faith. But the other thing too is, and this is so important, if you in your, your mind and in your heart believe that it's God's plan for you to be healthy and you are clinging to, to God's promises of yes and amen, can I tell you that the enemy will try to steal that promise? It is a fact that the very first words of the serpent, the devil was, did God indeed say? Yeah. One of the greatest methods that God will attack you is to try to distort God's word, is to try to tell you that what God has said to you isn't going to happen. And so, as James so beautifully says, submit yourself to God, come into God's presence, and then learn to resist the devil, and he will flee. Wow. And so, for me personally, when I am trying to overcome symptoms that, that may be afflicting me, what I, what I do is I am regularly saying, Lord, I just want to thank you that you are my healer. You, I, am, I am so excited because this is mine. And devil, I'm just not interested. Symptoms go away in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm always thanking and rebuking, thanking God and rebuking the symptoms. And I do feel that that is the way that the Bible portrays the, the testing of our faith and our walk of faith. Really good. Really good. This has been so great. Um, some really big, strong statements, scriptures, Greek meaning, illustration stories that really help us anchor our faith, our hope, our belief in God so that we don't waver. But then lots of practical tools for us, practical keys for us to, to grow in it. So it goes from head knowledge to heart assurance into the everyday life, understanding that there's time delay, understanding that the devil trying to press, but just standing firm, persevering. So we're really um, thankful for you, for your journey, um, for pressing in, for, for going after it, for sharing today. Is there any just final comments, encouragement, um, challenge for us at Echo Church? Yeah, well, um, what can I say? I, I do believe that Echo Church is a church that is really going for things. There is no doubt. Um, you guys have have embraced are embracing a very heroic type of Christianity. You want to turn the world upside down for God. So let me just say that up here in North Townsville, I am cheering you guys on, and I I am inspired. Justin, I'm personally inspired by you. You are stepping out. 
you're out there, you are doing it, you are leading by example, you are, you, you really are a, you are a risk taker, you're stepping up there, you encourage me, which is great. But look, final comments. Um, I have just briefly touched the surface here. There is so mm. much stuff that I'd like to say. And for me, the concern is that I haven't been able to explain any of the points fully enough, but that's just the way it is. I am presently writing a book on this. I've been at it for some time. By the end of the year, when my book comes out, everything that I wanna say will be there and it's gonna be very exciting. But um, just, I just wanna finish just with probably just a couple of little thoughts. And one of them is the fact that we must never feel that if we have got a sickness ourselves or we've got a diagnosis ourselves or we're praying for somebody and it's just a diabolically bad situation, that we can sometimes think, oh man, this is just so, this is such a major problem. I just don't think we can cope. Look, with that story I told earlier in Mark chapter two about the, the four guys who led the paralytic through the roof and Jesus saw their faith. Jesus said something very profound and we need to understand this. Jesus said, what's, what's easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or um, take up your bed and walk. In other words, Jesus is saying, what's, what's easier for me to say you are forgiven or for you to be healed? Now, I guarantee back amongst all the people who are watching, all of you know that you've been forgiven. You, mm. You've got the confidence. You know that Jesus has forgiven you. Can I tell you, it's, for G, Jesus is saying, it's just as easy for you to be healed. It's wow. no harder. It's not a problem. It is definitely not a problem for the Lord, our healer. I think that is important because God's promises are yes and amen in Christ. And I think the exciting thing is that faith does come. You may be in a situation this morning and think, gosh, I don't, I don't have much faith at all. If you put into practice these things, just get God's word into you, spend time in his presence, then faith will come.